Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okie dokie karaoke I think I just watched somebody die No I often think that Happy Tuesday I literally think I did What did you watch? I watched two men fighting in a street In Dublin And then one of them lifted the other one in the air And slammed him down on his head (gasps) And you could hear the crack It was quite a distance The guy was videoing it Desperate Anyway on to better things Oh my god Speaking of watching people die um, Luca Bagnata no, no, I was going to say... Um, you bring it up every episode now. Hashtag Storm Brandon. Did people die? Well, they deserved to. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, but who are those fucking people? What people now? They're people who were like, there's a storm. I'm going to go swimming at Salt Hill in Galway. Um, Irish Coast Guard Twitter yesterday was sharing some pictures of some Darwin Award contenders and... Some of them were just so stupid. Like you were like, just remove yourself from the gene pool. What are you doing? Why? You look, judging by your anorak and fleece combo, you look at least 50. (laughs) The issue is you're just involving, you're endangering other people. Totally. fucking bullshit. I saw one person get into difficulty and take down two other people with them. That's what happens. That's what happens. They tell you that in school. You shouldn't even attempt to save a drowning person because they will kill you. Isn't that what we all learned? What's the phrase? Uh, Drowning man will kill us all. Something like that. Something about clutching at a straw. I don't know. Drowning men clutch at straws. 
not a clue. Anyway, welcome back to the Creep Dive. So nice to be in the studio today. Thank you for coming to our live shows as we came. Don't forget to use our Patreon account. Oh yeah, we okay, need please, more money. Please get on to patreon.com forward slash the Creep Dive. If you want to, it'd be a nice thing to do, wouldn't it be of a January? Amazing how many sound people bought it for a Christmas present for people this year. Well, that's that, that would lovely. be I would be disappointed if somebody <laughs> bought me that. It's like when people buy you a goat. Remember that? Remember that was trending a while ago? Goat for a village instead of a gift? I did that once for my family for Christmas and they were so angry at me. Are you st- well, I mean, it's great like It's but, a nice thing to do though. I for like, that family, like not for your family yeah but we have enough stuff mm. we do stuff christmas is about stuff okay anyway oh my god i the fucking local juice that was flowing in my direction this week and the excitement of containing it in right what do you want first do you want bestiality or do you want madness is that christmas party shenanigans the second one it fucking is <gasps> Well, let's get let's do shenanigans first, then, because uh, you know I, I've got I can weigh in as well. Right, the shenanigans at a like this. What can I say here? Now, are we going to say the company's party, name? No. Christmas party in Cork this Christmas. I'm so gutted. Okay, that have you heard, not heard this? Me, no. When we were in Cork, absolutely. Because why is it only coming out to me now? Because I have nice screenshots from a. Is it a Christmas party of a company that you know someone that works? No, no. So this is just like doing the rounds. Oh, this I no, no. But um, we've got some Seb and I have sorted out a direct connection. Fucking yes. Because there was a lot of debate about whether it was all bullshit. Well, I have videos. Okay, let's go. Some videos. I've seen some shit. Two of the video. There's three videos floating around. Two of them. One of them is. I. Two of them. I think are bullshit. Okay. Okay, but it has been legitimately reported in media sources that twenty employees were suspended and three were fired. Exactly. After their Christmas party, it was. Can we mention that we can't name carnage. the company? No. Um. So I mean, you can here's find a bit it out of a, pretty easily. Here's a bit of it. This is a screenshot from a WhatsApp group. Uh, I'm not going to read the names of the WhatsApp groups as it's first and last names. So, lads, any of you hear about the bleep Christmas party down in Cork? Surely you have. Here's D says. Is that the one where 20 people got fired after it? Do tell. S says. Seven sacked, 20 suspended. Massive coke fuel sesh. Managers doing helicopters on the dance floor. Dicks <laughs> being sucked under the table. Supervisors getting spit roasts in the jacks. And that's only half of it. What? <laughs> there were people getting lick outs on the dance floor. <laughs> There no. was a threesome with a manager happening in one of the jacks. What's a Spit devil's roast? threesome? Did you see that no. mentioned? A what's devil's that? threesome is two men and one woman. Yeah, oh, that's okay. that's what it was. Okay, oh what's God, devilish? I thought it was going to be a bit more exciting. I was like, what's But there's a video threesome? of that threesome, but I have watched that the video. That video is kind of depressing. And I think it's probably not them. It's just another threesome happening in a in a jacksome. Or if it is, that's depressing. The lick out in the dance floor, really depressing video. Uh, again, not sure. Now hold but on, but the video we... I'm about to show you is definitely real. Is it this one? It is. Oh, I love this so one. So this Wait. is. I'm going to set Whoa, the scene. I haven't heard any of this. We are looking. The video opens. Well, I'll tell you about it first. A man in his late fifties, I'd say, mm. shirtless, t-shirt wrapped around head, very boot cut jean energy. Yeah, underwear sort of up above the jeans vibe, yeah. having a fucking ball. brilliant time, He's having a ball. I'm sure there must have been, I'd say the greatest horseplay of all time 
<laughs> I remember that. Remember that video? I remember, that? Yeah. Um, so I so people have just gone absolutely mental. They, it's like obviously they, yeah. they must have smoked marijuana for the first time. There I must think there was something. <laughs> I think they were smoking cocaine, and it all went. <laughs> something happened for the very first time at this party. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, enter screen. Man, nude from the waist down, getting held above in the air. Two men either side of him, obviously. This man's kind of horizontal across the top of the screen. Dick and balls on the swing. They're dangling. Then begins a boxing match between nude man in his 60s and the dick and balls. Now, nude man in 60s has a t-shirt around his head. Oh, he's just head the ball. He's just head put it. And here he goes, punching... What's that move called in boxing? It's uh, like, um, it's like, like a, a kangaroo brilliant. punching. Absolutely sensational. Um, so there was uh, apparently three lads helicoptering their mickeys on the dance floor. Girl had a devil's threesome. Uh, and then a, 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 this might be a bit sad uh, attempted some self-harm after. A girl passed out in the floor. Lads rubbing their bollocks and arses on her head. That's also fucking grim. That is A terrible. senior employee pulled a dress up over a girl's eyes and all her bits were showing and a hotel room was busted and serious amounts of cocaine. The toilets were like a slow globe. There was so much cocaine all over the cisterns. One girl was sleeping, two operators with two... Okay, there's that threesome shit again. Another girl... Okay. Oh, God. Right, it all gets very intense. One of the managers whipped his dick out on the dance floor, dancing away, swinging it around. <laughs> All of their tits, all of their tits on coke by the end of it's everyone sacked. So, oh, oh God, no, this is the toilet door one. This is, t- I don't want to watch this again. I'll let you watch it. What about you? What are you looking at? Oh, you're looking at some, some horseplay there. <laughs> someone, a lady and a man. It's absolute a Absolute carnage, <laughs> right? But you know what's the worst thing about that little glimpse there that you get behind the toilet door? I think it's the amount of clothes they are wearing. Is the jumper on? Is, is what is jarring. Yeah. It's almost like it would be easier on the eye if they were full naked. But because they're like super clothed with just genitalia bobbing, it's almost more disturbing. There is a very evil and horrific section which yeah. is in this that we're, but I'd like for us to really pull all our focus on the man boxing the other guy's dick and balls because that is So a, it's a cross it's a cross jab with looping that's what he's doing That is mad Mad But we'll, at least you, we I talk mean, imagine about what the this intense, company does it's, oh, it's a, I don't think we should No 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 I don't think we should I think there's a, there may be a bit of I I okay. wouldn't like to no, no, say no, no, just in you case. can name them off Mike to me because yeah. I have no idea who you're talking about but, um, but they've definitely been named in they news have. sources Is, does that mean we're safe? Uh, if yeah but well I wasn't going to say their name but I was okay. oh, yeah, well, it doesn't even matter like basically it's like it's a very legit kind of oh, it's a very company big. that creates you know you could say it's pharmaceuticals could we? yeah like yeah, medical related stuff terrifying terror imagine what how did it it escalated. Like people in their 50s did drugs for the first time. <laughs> and they went mad. Right that is what that. happened. They did drugs for the first time and a lot of them by the sounds of it. And one thing led to another. How it got to the stage where everyone was fornicating, I don't know. <laughs> I know. But at like, least there's 20 people in it. Like imagine being the only person who was fornicating <laughs> on the floor and then waking up with that fear. You would feel like I, get, I better get involved here. 
because I'm really sticking out by it's not. It's one of those things when someone someone starts doing something bold, it just gives license to everyone else to, for their bad behavior. And then you all start trying to outdo each other. Like, yeah, I definitely think it was like a case of someone was like, oh, well, Supervisor X is blowing someone in the bathroom, then let's have a lick out on the floor here. <laughs> It's okay if she's doing it. She's my yeah, boss. The old public lick out is just <laughs> fucking gas. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say so that rarely is, seen. I mean, because for good reason. I feel like it's, it's time though. It's, I'm I think proud of those two. Yeah. For bringing lick outs out into the general domain. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> just grim. Some I'm of not the British. angles required for a standing up lick out is just like... No, no I am not good a prude, there. but I still think that sex should be behind a closed door, not that of a toilet cubicle, but maybe somewhere private. Consenting. Consenting. And not being videoed against your will. That's the other thing. All that made me think of was such intense relief that I went to college in the early 2000s. There was no phones. There was no, no phones to capture your phone. No. Nobody. Like, no. And the thing is, like, Seb first brought this to me because there's like so much gossip on all the scene about it. Yeah. And uh, we were both saying like, I mean, not that it wasn't that gross, but it was just very NCAD 2003 vibes. Yeah, it's very like college parties that I definitely, I mean, I definitely remember a college party where everyone got like down to their underwear and covered each other in baby oil and threw each other along a tiled hallway. And like, again, that's like more fun. But definitely things would go dark. But because there was just no evidence, you just would hear stuff about things going dark. Yeah. They wouldn't lose your job over it. No. Oh, so um, okay. terrible, terrible things. A few bad hangovers down but also the Republic like, of Cork. Now you're just forever on Pornhub in this caught in the act section. In the, you know that way? Like, is it, oh, have you searched it on? on Pornhub? But you is know, it? that's where all this shit ends up. Right. Just kind of filed yeah. away into there. Them for, scrambling in, after like, the I'm door sorry, during the blowies. Pretty sad, is, isn't it? And it's the least sexy thing I've ever seen. Like that yes, is of course. No, I mean, it's yeah, it's like unless you were into that sort of thing. Uh, okay, come on, let's go bestiality then. All right, let's go on. deep on this horseplay. This made me laugh out loud. That was a joy. Thank you, Jen. Uh, another kind of hilarious story coming right up. Speak among yourself there as I scroll through our many old oh, people doing drugs. I mean, it's the ice storm, but people are not as attractive, What's and the, the ice lighting storm? is very harsh. Did you ever watch The Ice Storm with, uh, oh, it's such a good movie. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Toby Maguire's in it. Uh, Kevin Klein. All right, here we go. Sigourney no. Weaver. I'm you know, they're like 70s swingers. Or they kind of decide to try swinging. I'm going to take a picture of this... your Helen Steele. Oh, fuck. Always there knitting. So here we go. Uh, okay. Anonymous writer yes. warns us on the first message. Irish bestiality story alert. She says, he or she, (laughs) they say, I'll just send you a couple of screenshots. The story of my home creep. Please enjoy. So automatically I'm salivating. Oh, yeah. In my mouth. 
Oh, I'm salivating elsewhere. <laughs> well, you're heavily pregnant. You're, this is just part of your You, I didn't now. think it was possible, but the two of you have just gotten, your behavior is just, it's a distant memory. Any sort of decorum on this podcast. What do you mean? Continue. Anyway, this is a long Horrified. Ramb- this is a long rambling story, but listening to Jen every week, uh, with her stories regarding animal human realness, <laughs> uh, the gals kept telling me to send this in. So here we are. Around November two, uh, 2017 was the first creep incident. Yes. I live in the countryside and the location of our house is way off the road. Nice. Road frontage. None. Ooh. They must be quite poor. <laughs> Only joking. Uh, there's a very long drive to get up to our house so basically you don't just end up there like you would have to know there's a house there we got you gotcha I was trying to sleep it was let's say 3am on Saturday night I used to work for a hotel so I would have had the first shifts on a Sunday morning at 7.30 so would have to be up for around 6.30 so generally uh, I'd be up at this time so I had my window open as well, which is also bizarre of me. And given it's November and freezing, another anomaly. I was about to drift off to sleep. Then I heard crunching sounds of footsteps outside my house. Oh, creepy. She tells us, or he, I'm second story. So I immediately jumped up, looked out as it was the middle of nowhere. So alarm bells ringing. Yeah, I don't know how people who live in the country live in the country. I, I looked outside oh, and outside saw... A slim male figure, <gasps> like late teens, early 20s, dressed in all black, walking outside, looking into my kitchen where the lights were still on. And my mother, as she's an insomniac, she was up in the kitchen cleaning at 3 a.m. Because why not? Immediately, I ran to my parents' bedroom, woke my dad because I didn't know if the back door was open or not and immediately worried about my mum. So groggily, he wakes up. As he's alarmed, uh, he's as, as alarmed as me, runs downstairs, grabs the Blackhorn walking stick. You know, your typical backdoor weapon of attack. There's a hur- hurley stick in our house in Dublin. So, you know, you know, what is by your back door, Sophie? Uh, uh, nothing really, but I'd always have my knives about. Would you? Yeah, you, know, you me would. And my yeah. freaky knife test. We have a fiddle stick tree. <laughs> he ran around outside and didn't see anything. So her dad ran around outside. Or his dad. Fair play to the dad. I know. Then he got into his car and zoomed around the house and the land with the headlights Lights. on looking for the creeper. See if he could see him in the bushes, etc. Good man. No luck in all... No, he didn't find him. Uh, but then they decided, they're, look, they're going to move the dog closer to the house to act like a bit of an alarm. So his kennel used to be a bit away. So... Uh, they moved it to outside the kitchen window so he could be close and bark and alarm them to intruders. So, moved up to July 2018. Same scenario as the first night. It's a Saturday night. I was working the next day at the same time. We were all going to bed early. So my dad went around and did the late night checks, turning off the lights outside, locking the doors at midnight. So imagine the scenario where there's a middle-aged man in his boxers opening his back door to do his check. That's the dad. Yeah. So he's wandering around the house, turning off the lights. It's midnight. Gets to the back door. Doing the check. Doing the check. Opens it up. Looks outside. 
a male figure fucking our golden lab. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. oh my god I don't know why But the golden lab It's even worse somehow. You can just imagine I know The innocence The happy Like darker labs Are kind of You know so Dark yeah, enough they you know, say They're like Just fucking They're less madness. naive Golden labs are like I think the lab would just be delighted for the, the bit of company. Do you know that with the little smiley face on him? Oh my God. So then after he screamed, heard the dad screamed and the boy immediately ran. My dad shuffled to throw on some clothes and ch- take chase. Yes. So we were alarmed dad. to this happening since my dad had decided to race all around the house with the car again. And we went downstairs to the kitchen to see what was happening. So everyone arrived downstairs. Oh, so when he came in, he was in complete shock. All he could say was that someone was harming the dog. Oh, God. And that he chased them away. Oh, oh my God. So we discussed the description of the guy and I had seen him before and came to the conclusion that it had to be him, the same guy who was creeping around the house oh, yeah, in November. Yeah. So when my younger sibling, siblings, um, distressed, left the room, he then told me and my mother the actual truth. <gasps> After that, we were all a bit like, well, like, what do we do? Jesus. How do we report this? Can you? Do you? Yeah. We don't know who he is. And yeah, it's just baffling. So there were initial fears he could come back to the house and do something to my sister. When she came home from school, she'd be alone, followed by jokes about how clearly she wasn't his type. So we were <laughs> so we were more oh looking at it as a humorous uh, point of view. So it's uh, funny we initially moved him up to the house to protect us when it was him that your man was after in the first place so when the change in creepy times from 3am to midnight when we'd still be up alright so the fact that the dog kennel is now right outside our kitchen closer proximity for his crime we came to the conclusion that he was brazen and he was just getting riskier and riskier like doing the shit right under our nose and we had no idea so first things first we got, we got him checked the dog by a friend of ours who's a vet they of course were disgusted but assured us he was fine He's a happy idiot pupper. Secondly, we put our thinking hats on and tried to think of anyone in the village near us that could have been the animal sex rapist. Oh my God. Uh, So we had a small list of creepers. But there was one that stood out. A guy living on a house on a hill. So three houses right beside. So set of three houses right beside each other on a hill near theirs. They overlooked our backyard from a distance. We decided to be on alert and just be started locking our dog at night instead of letting him roam around. So nothing happened for a couple of months. And then we think we found the culprit. We, which we, hang on. Then we think we found the culprit or S in brackets, culprits. We weren't completely wrong. Turns out my cousin's friend owns one of the houses and he rented it out to two fellas in their early 20s. They moved in in November 2017 and moved out immediately two days after the incident in oh, July. my God. Completely abandoned most of their shit as well. So how, ran- how this random piece of information came to us was the move out was brought up in discussion because the bathroom was left absolutely destroyed in blood and fur. <laughs> There was a chain in the wall that freaked out the landlord. What the fuck? I didn't read this section. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Meaning, unfortunately, that it seems they had a dog in there. Jesus, my God. And were harming him during, you know, during their lease. Disgusting pricks. So overall, 
we don't know who they are, where they are, but they, there's a mad story uh, that makes everyone feel sick if I tell them. It lingers <laughs> yeah. for a while. It does linger. A couple it's... of people have told me how they can't stop thinking about it. Oh, God. You know, creeped out. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I'm laughing at the sign off. Is that the story you respond to in the DM saying, I can't wait to tell Cassie and Sophie this yeah. story? <laughs> I saw that response and I was tempted to read it. I'm kind of really regretful that I didn't go back and read the story now because that was amazing. Disgusting. Oh my God, that is an amazing story. An intense start to a Tuesday. Horrific wow. torture bathroom. But uh, before oh that, the dad God. in the underwear just like, boom. Young full of fuck in the Labrador. Oh my god! Absolutely How do you mental. Actually, find a friend to involve in your dog fucking. Oh, the fucking internet is where. I suppose, but well, like, absolutely I just feel the like. What's that friendship going to be like, though? You know. I mean, they have a they have something major in common. I suppose you need something in common. But I feel like you're finding someone who's got that in common with you must be so difficult. That you're going to have to overlook loads of other things. Like maybe they really like uh, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Imagine or the kind of terrible shite that's happening. Bed. Hopefully now wherever they are, they're in pain, dying a fiery death. Fuck those guys. Oh. Oh, thank anyway. you to our an anonymous contributor. That was an intenso story. Mm-hmm. Woza. What do you got for us, guys? Um, okay, so like many people, I was bet into cheer at the weekend. Me oh, too. I'm saving it for after it. I get past Helda. A Netflix cheerleader documentary series. Documentary and it's so series. kind of, it's got such sadness running through it. It really does. Um, it's just compelling in every way. It's like a theme of Netflix at the moment because there's this other one spinning out and it's it's athletes with an undertone of deep, deep distress. <gasps> Sad, but interesting. Sad, terribly sad, very interesting. So as I was watching Cheer, obviously, like most, very impressed with the talent of the athletes. It's amazing. Horrified by their distressing backstories. And then I thought to myself, hmm, these people seem to have characteristics that maybe a serial killer might share because they're really intense, committed. Absolutely. And all focused on all this one in. thing. And as we learned in cheer, as soon as that's over, they're done for. There is no professional cheerleading. Sure. Life. Their careers end at, at what, 18. 18 or t- 19. And that's it's it. Gone. They never can. There's no, so there's they no go to Daytona Beach. They compete. And that's, that's the, it. They retire. And I was like, that's a recipe for disaster, I would say. To remove that from someone's life. Yeah. There's a, such a huge void. And what just the, the intensity that's placed on cheerleading being this incredible sport and opportunity. And then I thought to myself, I wonder, has there been any crimes involving cheerleaders? And yes, there have been many. And I have a very good one right here. Spill. Give us the creep. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Okay, so and I'm going to power through this quickly because we're short on time. In June 1984, in the suburban town of That's Orlando, the year of my birth. It's good. And June. It's actually 20 before mine. Um, in <laughs> California, 15-year-old Kirsten Costas was the American dream. She was a popular student, an athlete, and a cheerleader. She swam for the high school team and she belonged to the Bobo Links, an exclusive volunteer group with sorority overtones. So she won a place as a varsity cheerleader. She had a good, good personality, says Jessica Grant, her classmate. She was pretty and vibrant. vibrant. She was one of the elites. 
you know that's what people would if they were doing the assume something about me sticker they'd probably put that in for me I don't think they put anything on that note. I have returned to Instagram. Everyone's going to be delighted to know it's at Cassie Lorraine. I have 35 followers. It's a beautiful place. I've got two pictures. It's going to be heavy on the dog content. Please come on over if that's what you're interested in. No bestiality, no crime, no nothing. <laughs> it's crafts. It's a safe space. It's going to be nice. Um, Jesus. Back in the room. Let's go. Back in the Take room. Take a breath. Right. <laughs> Kirsten made life look easy. And naturally, there were many girls on the peripherals filled with jealousy. Bernadette Prati was one of those teenagers that dreamed of the popularity and confidence oh, yeah. that Kirsten emanated. <laughs> now, Grotty Prati was liked, you know, she was ordinary looking, 15. She also belonged to the Bobolinks exclusive volunteer group. She had good grades and a strong circle of friends, yet compared to the creme de la creme of popularity, she felt like a failure. She was surrounded by the sons and daughters of highly paid executives and she was embarrassed by her modest, more modest family. Her father was a retired public utility supervisor for the city of San Fran. So this area that we're in or Oranda, California, is quite wealthy. And there seems to be a lot of families who are like, I think I read the average income was uh, $60,000 per person or something. And in the 80s, you know, uh, they were Doing well. Yeah, very well. So more than anything, Bernadette Prati, Grotty Prati, wanted to be a cheerleader. She worked really hard for it. And Jessica Grant, her schoolmate, classmate, said, noticed that she worked really hard and she was talented, but she didn't make the team. She came up to Jessica after tryouts and said, I didn't make it. I can't believe it. And she was really, really disappointed. Naturally. At the time, Bernadette was also rejected for the Atlantis Club, which is a kind of selective club and denied a place on the yearbook staff. So very standard, normal teenage setbacks. But to Bernadette, they became massive. That's a lot of shit to be honest. I mean, to be fair to Grotty. Yeah. yeah but I mean she still has her friends she still has good grades in school she's 15 she's got her whole life ahead of her like the yearbook nah. it's a lot of extracurriculars like, yeah that sounds like I mean a like fucking bitch of a time she's table. in the she's in the vo- exclusive volunteer group you know it's yeah, fine that's not a cheerleader you've still got years before you can you know there's still opportunities I understand why cheerleaders don't just go and do gymnastics like I feel like that's an obvious Olympic sport that you could dedicate your whole life to instead of (laughs) just twice that's another that's the totally other i think probably a special creep dive in olympians who Mm. then go off and lose their minds um so bernadette was popular in her own way said a classmate chris johnson but she had this obsession with being liked how do you popular in your own way that makes no sense the kind of the kind of just slightly left of popular maybe not the most popular that's that explained that describes us in school so that's described we were left of popular yeah yeah we weren't Probably. really a, we we weren't no yeah we, we, were, we were just people adjacent we were looking yeah i was like the far left of popular but nice and pleasant and cooperative yeah, I can see that Agreeable. that's fine that yeah hmm. you know wasn't really concerned with popularity but apparently bernadette was obsessed with it um so Bernadette became fixated on Kirsten, but Kirsten never really thought much about Bernadette. They had a few brief encounters. Oh, so gutty. I know. Where standard kind of mean teenage quips were exchanged. Bernadette said she never liked me. 
the thing that got me mad was it hurt. Not that Kirsten ever insulted her. Like she didn't call, she says she didn't call me ugly or anything, but she said stuff that made me feel bad. Once she recalled they had been on a school ski trip and Kirsten, and Kirsten was there and Bernadette said we didn't have a lot of money and I just had this crummy pair of skis and some boots, but I was having fun anyway. But Kirsten made some comment about her boots and her equipment and it seemed like everybody else was thinking that, but she was the only one who would ever come out and say Fuck it. you, Kirsten. Yeah, but probably like... psychopath. And whatever's about to happen to her, she deserves. Okay. (laughs) No, but you know what we were talking about recently? About how some of the real crazy bitch bullies in school have gone into the wellness industry. Yoga. Yoga teachers. A lot of yoga teachers. And every motherfucker... Yoga teacher. That is so funny. Yeah, it's just that. Like, yeah, they want to, bullies uh, becoming yoga yeah, teachers. Yeah, yep, yep, seen yep, it. yep. Have you seen it too? I've seen it. It's, I'm telling you, it's a real trend. Okay, it's, just had to get that said. It must just come to a stage where they're pushed out of society entirely because <laughs> we just have this no acceptance as an yoga adult now. Teachers on the fringes of society. Because yeah, I think we, I think I know we definitely have one yoga teacher who's listening right now. I mean. Yoga, I can still like it. But I love I'm just yoga, saying that but I would the have the girl a... who absolutely tormented me in secondary school. Listen I to found this podcast. out later <laughs> that she went down the route of wellness. I'm not going Mental more specific health. than I've that. I've seen it a lot, but I do think there's been a switch in schools. There was certainly, I could see it just as I was leaving because it was so recent. Um, that there was anyone's getting tired of that joke. <laughs> there was this kind of meanness isn't tolerated anymore like kindness is the new cool oh, oh yeah, that is see, fucking lame it's not lame Jen see, it's cool no it's so tough we caught the tail end of the 90s it was a cynical cynical time yeah. and if you had any emotions you were annihilated Slammed. and you were just you were in they just loved their labels in the 90s like you were a goth you were yeah, a punk yeah, yeah. you were That's popular it, yeah. you were whatever we were and if you're outside the any of that kind art of kids, freaks? Yeah. yeah art freaks if you're probably. outside any of those things you were just you, well, for you, me yeah, yeah. The and then i grew up in i grew up heavy in the age of avril lavigne so everyone was kind of this grunge. very soft grunge oh like oh yeah thing. emo really yeah i pink hair the beginning of emo <laughs> anyway tell us anyway. more about grotty so she's, she's getting angry but in June of 1984, Bernadette hatched a plan that would bring her and Kirsten together, that she would enter, infiltrate the circle of popularity. So while Kirsten was away at a cheerleading training camp, Grotti <laughs> called her parents' house and told them that there was a secret Bobolinks dinner this following Saturday night. So the Bobolinks is that volunteer group that they're both a part of. Kirsten returned home and on the Saturday night, her parents and her brother Peter were going to a dinner for Peter's baseball team and Kirsten was going off to this dinner. Her oh, mother... This family sounds insufferable. Mer- very American. <laughs> very American. I actually left out that it's a potluck dinner. Oh, you know, where everybody so brings a dish. Um, so her mother calls home at 8.20 and says... And wishes Kirsten a good time and tells her to turn on the porch light. Close to 9.30, so just a little over an hour later, Kirsten rings the doorbell of locals Alex and Mary Jane Arnold. She said that she had been with a friend in the church, just up the road, and the friend had gotten really weird. As Kirsten entered the house, Mary Jane noticed there was a, a, a something behind her on the footpath. A girl, 
grotty a girl with a flamethrower. About 15 with a roundish face, face and light brown hair. Kirsten was upset but not scared. So Alex offered to drive the girl home. And on the way he noticed a small car seemed to be following them. But he asked Kirsten what was going on. And she said it was fine. And that she just her, she was with her friend. Her friend got a little weird. And they just had a little weird tiff. how? I think they just had a little bit of a tiff. Okay. And she and was going home. following her like. Standing in the under Standing the street light, like fucking Michael Myers out on the fucking path. Mm, just, yeah. So Grotty is in a fucking rage. No, now, I don't I think guess. she's in a rage. I think she's like feeling a little bit embarrassed. She's had a little tiff in front of this popular girl, and she's trying to overextend herself and make up, and she's not leaving her alone. She's like over apologizing, which is weird. She's just being too clingy. Okay, clingy is back off. Yeah. So. Kirsten says it's okay. She takes a lift home from Alex and Alex pulls into her neighbor's driveway just to strap her off and says he'll wait until she's safely inside. So he watches her walk up to the door and then a female figure swoops out of the darkness and he thinks he's watching a fist fight and then she jumps away again. So like straight in and straight out, right? Oh no. Kirsten's neighbor, who is an attorney, Arthur Hillman, was standing at his kitchen sink when he heard a blood-curdling oh yell. God. He rushed to the front door, opened, and he saw Kirsten staggering towards his house, crying, Help me, I've been stabbed. Oh, oh my God. She Grotty. collapsed into his arms, blood gushing everywhere from her five stab wounds oh in her upper God. body. I told you she was in a rage. Hillman <laughs> was in shock. She's, Hillman said she was in shock He tried to hold her up And he prayed with her Oh so fucking American Whoa, but she whoa, was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is he getting her medical attention while praying? She was pronounced dead A little while later At a nearby hospital at 11 Fucking hell Oh my god So what happened then? So around 10pm Bernadette arrived home And her mother Elaine suggested In the peaceful summer evening walk Despite neighbours hearing the attack and Alex being close by, there were no witnesses able to identify Kirsten's attacker. Though the community were shocked by the tragedy, life just continued as normal. What? Bernadette attended classes to prepare for the confirm- her confirmation in the Roman Catholic Church. She swam and she saw friends well, so and she I, attended Kirsten's funeral. So there's not oh going to be an, there's no inve- there's an investigation. There's an investigation But going nobody, on. she's not a suspect. There's more than 300 interviews con- conducted, 1,000 leads and 750 what? small... Pintos examined the car. So, small. What? And did Grotti have a small Pinto? Grotti was driving a Pinto. So Bernadette says, "I was really good at blocking out what had happened out of my mind, and I still am. That's why I can live through every day because it doesn't seem real." So it took convenient. it took authorities almost six months to find Kirsten's killer. They conducted 300 interviews, investigated more than 1,000 leads and examined 750 Pintos. Many high school students were questioned. In the eyes of her classmates, Bernadette was an unlikely suspect. They knew she had the Pinto, but she was the last person you'd think of, says her friend Jessica. She seemed just as upset about the murder as everybody else. Though, and Bernadette initially passed a lie detector test, but her whereabouts on the evening kind of baffled investigators. So on the... F- in December 1984, she was called in for questioning again by the FBI agent Ronald Hilly. Hilly had created a uh, profile of the murder murderer and he read the psychological profile that had been drawn. After his description, Bernadette said quietly, it sounds just like me. Uh. 
She asked what would happen to Kirsten's killer, the public humiliation she thought would be worse than prison. Then she asked, could she go home? She's only a suspect being questioned at this stage. She's not being charged with anything. So over the next few days, Bernadette committed some of her thoughts to paper and she wrote lists like, one, I have caused a lot of hurt and pain to a lot of people. Two, I don't want to hurt people anymore. Three, I want to go to heaven when I die. Four, I regret what I did. Five, I can't bring Kirsten back or change time. Six, if I kill myself, I will hurt people even more. Brackets, my family. I think I could kill myself. I would go to hell if I killed myself. I would rather kill myself than go on living if people knew. Although it's incredible, my parents are saints who would forgive and love me. Tormented by her own actions, though, she asked could she speak to her mother on the evening of December 10th. Her mom, Elaine, was tired and she said she was going to have a nap first, but accidentally slept through the night. The next morning, Bernadette handed her mother a note before she went to school. It read. Dear mom and dad, I've been trying to tell you this all day, but I love you so much it's too hard, so I'm taking the easy way out. The FBI man thinks I did it, and he is right. <gasps> I've been able to live with it for a while, but I can't ignore it. It's too much for me, and I can't be that deceiving. Please still love me. I can't live unless you love me. I've ruined my life and yours, and I don't know what to do, and I'm ashamed and scared. She added a PS. Please don't say how could you or why, because I don't understand this, and I don't know why. Oh, my God. Awful. Bearing in mind, Bernadette's only like 15. So Elaine telephones the school and picks up Bernadette and she says she just wanted a last chance to be with her daughter. She didn't really want to talk to her, but she just wanted to kind of spend some time with her. And so with her husband, Raymond, they drove Bernadette to the sheriff's office in Martinez and the girl broke down and made a full confession to Detective Hilly. She said that on the night of the murder, she had driven to Costa's house and told Kirsten that the Bobolinks dinner was just a cover story for Kirsten's parents and there was really a party. According to Bernadette, Kirsten agreed to go but suggested that they come to the church and smoke some marijuana first. Kirsten's parents gasped in the courtroom at the allegation. But Bernadette said that she didn't want to take the marijuana. So we just talked, you know, argued, not really argued, but she didn't think it was any big deal and I just didn't want to and she made me feel dumb, Bernadette told the police. She thought I was acting weird. So Kirsten's offered her weed. She doesn't want to take it. She's being a bit strange. That's the little argument they have, obviously, when she leaves the, the car and goes to Alex at the, the house of um, the neighbours. So when Kirsten rushed out of the Pinto, she left behind some marijuana in a plastic bag. Um, Bernadette claims that she later flushed it down the toilet when she got home and she says that she didn't intend to kill her but she found a knife in the car by chance Bernadette's sister testified that she often ate lunch in the car when she was at work and she had the knife in there to cut vegetables and fruit but the the in court they were like nobody has a butcher's knife in the car <laughs> was it a huge knife it was a big knife oh my god for cutting tomatoes I think was the exact quote Oh no, um, you want something small with a serrated edge for a tomato. Mm. Yeah. After the hearing, Judge Edward Merrill found Bernadette guilty of second-degree murder. In 1985, she was sentenced to a maximum of nine years in the custody of the Californian Youth Authority and sent to a maximum security facility near Cam Camarillo. The Costas family and the feeling of the locals were that it wasn't enough. Whatever happens to Bernadette isn't going to be enough, said one classmate. I'm sorry for her, said another, but I still want her to get everything she deserves. She couldn't be allowed. She shouldn't be allowed to forget what she did. Um, but according to Bernadette, she still dreams of Kirsten. I had dreams about her. 
I sort of apologized to her in my mind. You know, I like to think she's in heaven now. I sort of said that I still like to talk to her. Neighbours, however, were baffled. And one woman in particular, Suzanne Barra, said, this has to be a terrible mistake. I don't know who else I would. Oh, so she was uh, Bernadette was her children's babysitter. She said, I don't know who else I would trust my children to. She was full of grace, sympathy and love. Anyway, that story was turned into a TV film starring Tori Spelling and Kelly Martin in 1994 called A Friend to Die For, also known as Death of a Cheerleader in the UK. I watched this film. I I watched, looked up the trailer on YouTube and I I distinctly remember this scene where your one is killed in this film. I always in my mind thought it was Melissa Joan Hart who had played the popular cheerleader. Tori Spelling was Kirsten. Tori Spelling is Kirsten and um, Kelly Martin is Bernadette. Amazing. Yeah, it's actually a brilliant film. Sorry, did you say already how long she's in prison for? So she uh, She was... was Yeah, that's what Yeah, she was released when she was 23. Um, She was sentenced to nine years. Hold on, I do have it. She changed her name when she got out of prison. Anyway, there you go. Wow. To what? <laughs> oh no, surely it's, we don't know. No, we do. I read it. Oh, we do. Bernadette. I think that's something you could move, get over. You know, it, you know, an act for, as a teenager. Uh, a moment horse of play. intense. Bit of horse. I mean. Guys, look. bit more than horse play. <laughs> she does sound a little strange. It's a little strange. But don't we all know someone like that? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Like, obviously, not everybody kills, but like... The intense friend. But you do we also... Have, you know, I after, think I am the intense friend. No. You know, after the... You've, have you ever killed anybody? <laughs> the school shooting stuff, you get new wind of that, right? And you always... Well, I, do you ever go back in your mind and sort of think who's most likely in your year to have been that person? To kill somebody? You know, like, imagine... Yeah, do you never do that? Do you think you know mm. any killers? Do you think you, maybe you've come across somebody or met somebody in your life who has murdered somebody? Uh, hmm. I wonder what the kind of statistical likelihood is. One in four. Um, <laughs> Bernadette, <laughs> Bernadette was released from prison in 1992 at the age of 23. Oh, so she left California and changed her name to Jeanette. Jeanette. <laughs> Jeanette. Grant. But like, yeah, strange one. Strange. 15 years old. Oh my God. You're I mean, your she's still a baby at 23, though, you know? She's got yeah, out of she's prison. She's hardened. Yeah, prison. and no college and presumably federal history. Mm, presumably. Definitely. Ex con. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. One of those things. Like, you know, remember, you used to be the odd time, like, something, somebody would have, like, a man of. You know, a list of like a kill list or, you know, <laughs> back in school, you might come across somebody's homework <laughs> notebook and the people like, uh, you know, that way, that kind of rhetoric had flown around. Just a mean list. Yeah. But I like, don't know if anyone had a kill list. But yeah, they do, you know, it's just a teenage way going on. But I think yeah. you introduced like a weapon and things sort of, at least it wasn't a gun. I think a, a knife to kill somebody with a knife. It's very violent. There yeah. is a Blogspot yeah. blog oh my called God. that times. identifies her now. Oh, like and with it's not with a butcher's knife. It is my understanding. It's more of like a axe a, a, rather than a stab. 
You're thinking of a cleaver, I, I think. I am. I think Sorry. Um, a butcher's knife could still be very stabby. Could it be a stab end to it, yeah. But like, oh, and he, yeah, I mean... After the Not first great. stab, I'd be like, oh, oh no. Okay, sorry. Oh, God, I hate Shit. this. Why have I started it? Like the pulling it out. Oh. But like, do you, I, I feel like I don't remember anything from when I'm 15. Of course I do. I remember just fe- being filled with rage all the time. Like yeah. I was a, com- like a very, like just being angry. Um, there seems to be a blog that tries to keep up with where she is and keeps identifying her new. Mean. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah just let she her. served her time. I don't know though, because like sometimes you'd be like, oh, really? Is that person just around the place, uh, <laughs> doing their thing? Like bloody, um, oh, what was her name? You know the um, the Canadian couple. Who were absolute just fuckheads, Carla. Carla. Oh my God. Homolka. That's Carla Homolka is like in Hawaii now with a family. She is a very. She she needs to be creepy. She did. She was an evil woman. I I, I think it may even be too dark for TCD. She killed her own sister with her boyfriend. What? Yeah. Oh my God. There might have been a bit of raping there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, on camera. Yeah, really? Yeah. Right. Well, as in, like, they made a home movie of it. I think she is Canada's only female serial killer, I think, is from memory. From memory. Anyway. So up that's, the women. So we, She's got three kids. She's yeah. living it up. Where is she? In Hawaii? Well, I the last I was um, creeping on her, <laughs> like, obviously, I check in. Um, she was in Hawaii, and she married somebody who had been on her um, defense team. Jesus. Uh, and the guy and like you wouldn't she was be feeling totally delighted like coming across her at the school gates or if she was in the kind of hell. parent whatsapp group yeah I'd be that out unnerved you know what sh- you know what you know that Sharon one yeah what Sharon do she's after imagine hearing that she, yeah she yeah. actually has killed a few she's people. killed a <laughs> yeah yeah she's killed a few a few, a few. she got her nose done though she's sort of the Myra <laughs> Hindley of um Canada <sighs> Yeah, yeah, they killed a lot of young women. Very young girls together. Yeah, her children, and her, her husband. Yeah, ch- right. yeah, very bad. Not great. Oh, like, just not great. And like, there was definitely a kind of suggestion in her defense that she was a victim of his, as well. But like, sorry, the she sister thing with her partner with her boyfriend, who also was her husband. Yeah, yeah. But did he? Uh, it, Go on. Was he let out? Did she get less time than him? I have a feeling he died by suicide. Okay. But she got out for, um, you know, she cut a deal where she testified or said she testified against gotcha. him. And also she, her defense team used the kind of battered uh, wife defense. She was under, That she was, yeah. you know, under his kind of psychological control. But like, I just still keep going back to the sister who was, uh, was she 12 or 13? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of before things had really escalated before between Carla Homolka and Paul, her husband. And she, they conspired to like drug the little sister mm. so that he could, quote unquote, have her, rape mm. her. And Carla would video. Madness. And like, 
evil. I draw the line there, Carla. Okay, that's enough. That's, that's enough. enough. That. I don't know. I just am like, I yeah. just don't think you're an it's innocent a dark story. party here. <laughs> it's a very dark story. And sure, wouldn't so a tripod nice. do the same thing? <laughs> so nice that I just have those details off the top of your head always at the ready me too just over here it was the Luca Magnata thing there was a mention of her there was some connection between those two yes there was you're right and I can't Um, remember he claimed to have dated her that's right he denied that he was dating her and he went to the police saying his name was being run through the mud because somebody was Spreading the news that they were boyfriend and girlfriend, which I don't think they all were. of us was bullshit. For intention. Yeah. I can really see Luca Magnata doing the assume something about me Instagram sticker. Fuck yeah! <laughs> but what do you really think of it? Uh, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming. We've run out of time. Thank you for patronizing us. If you haven't and you'd like to, why not? Do it. www.patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. Follow us on all the things. At Dive Creep on Twitter, at The Creep Dive on Instagram. We'll see you for those of you who have a ticket in February. We'll see you soon in person, oh, IRL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's sold out, but that's not the end of that one. And we'll be back in that venue again, hopefully. Yeah, it's good for. Their I think night we should add another date. Yeah, we can potentially. Look but anyway, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.